Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we are here for another episode of our romance reading wrap up where we talk about books because we do more than watch movies on this podcast. It's very fun. And uh, every month we like to talk about we pick one book that we focus on and then we also share all the other stuff that we're reading. It's really fun. I am film critic Rachel Wagner and Bree is here. Hey, everybody. Yes. How are you doing? I'm good. I can't believe like the end of July is here. I know. We have August and then it will be fall, uh, like fall harvest time. Let's do it. I know. <laughs> like, we're getting very close. Last year, we had our first brainstorming session for our holiday season coverage in August. So it's coming very soon. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, we're like that much. Like I have the the Hallmarks like countdown to Christmas calendar like saved on my my screen now, and it's like three months. Like, well, it was three months a couple like yeah. a couple of days ago. It might be shorter, but yeah, yeah. I'm like we're so close. <laughs> and we start our previews at the beginning of October, so oh my God. yeah, Whew, deep oh my breaths. It's gonna be good. <laughs> but yeah do you have you had a good june then i mean good uh july then i did i mean it was christmas in july and i'll be honest mm-hmm. i did not take part like i planned to but that, yeah. i think it's good like i don't need to overdo it you know like it just builds the anticipation for when christmas mm-hmm. actually comes but yeah it was a good july how was yours yeah well i got to go and uh go to oceanside california and go to the beach which is my happy place (laughs) so that was really great so i got to i should have saved beach read to actually read on the beach but nevertheless i got to do some beach reading and i just had a great time and got to meet up with friends and it was really great and uh, so yeah i i had a really fun fun july okay yeah and uh so looking forward to august and uh Uh, And I did get to watch some Christmas in July. Uh, I watched the new movie, which we covered. Uh, I watched a few other little things, mostly for various podcasts that are coming. Uh, But uh, but yeah. Crashing Through the Snow was adorable, I think. It was really good. Yeah, it's it made me optimistic for what's going to come in the next in the upcoming season. So I did a good job with that. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We are going to be talking about a Christmas in July book today. We are talking about (laughs) Christmas in Bayberry by Jennifer Fay. (laughs) This is a Hallmark publishing book uh, as our main topic. And it's uh, the summary is that Kate Taylor knows what she wants in life to one day run her family's candle business which is at the heart of the close-knit community of Bayberry, Vermont. But the company isn't doing well. Wesley Adams is on the fast track to an assistant vice president at his financial firm in Manhattan. Before the promotion is announced, he's sent to this small town from his past to do an analysis of the candle company. He doesn't expect to bump into his childhood crush, Kate. And when he does, sparks fly. As he spends time in Baybury, he falls for the town's Christmas traditions and f- end for her. But he has a responsibility to submit an honest report. Will it extinguish Kate's dreams along with the chance they have for a future together? 
so that is uh that is our summary <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so Brie, overall what did you think about this book overall oh my gosh overall i mean i i saw your notes and i was like yes okay so <laughs> here's my thing so i was thinking a lot about this book this morning um it just okay so here's my thoughts like I kind of was questioning, okay, us as viewers and consumers of Hallmark, have we at or had we at some point, you know, really put out there like this is what we want, right? And so this becomes the product that we're getting. And like I was questioning, like, did we at one point like put ourselves in a box? Because I'm not gonna lie, like I, I hate to say kind of copy and paste, but that's how this book felt. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, like, I'm the first, I'm the main one to say like, yes, like there are some story romance as an, as like an entire genre gets a bad rap for like predictability. And I'll be the first one to say like any genre that you read a lot of becomes predictable. If you read it enough, just Mm because you've learned how to read it. But like this book, I was like, if you watched enough Hallmark movies, you literally change the location, change the characters' names, change the project that they're working on, and you've seen this movie a hundred times, you've already read the book. And I was like, I feel kind of cheated, but at the same time, did we at some point, you know, go super hard and say, this is what we want to see and that's what we're getting? And I was like really struggling with that, like that thought. Yeah. And I was like, Baby, you know, it it felt really, I was thinking of it in the, the aspects of like, it feels like a fantasy. Like you're in this small town, you like the main character, the heroes come from the big city to the small town and it's safe and he represents change and that's not what anybody wants and it's like a threat to him. And I guess I'm just like, but who, you know, having read like Kara Dad Pinero's book, you know, when we interviewed her, like, I think, mm-hmm. what, last month? I'm like, would her characters live in Bayberry? I don't necessarily feel like they would have, right? And I'm like, I'm glad that we read that one. Even, like, Terry Wilson's new book, Once Upon a Royal Summer, they just feel so fresh and, like, a new direction for Hallmark Publishing. And that's what I want to see. I don't really want to see any more. Like, I... I I like Bayberry for the element of fantasy, like living in this small, safe town or whatever. But yeah, I mean, we just, I just, I'm like, we have to do better with these storylines. Like it was kind of a slog to get through because it's like, I've seen this so many times. Sorry to start it off with a rant. No, (laughs) No, we keep it real on this podcast. So I appreciate it. Yeah, no, this was very basic. I, I, I. I think that if you are looking for this kind of story, it's fine. Like there's nothing wrong with it per se, but it was just very check the check, 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 check. And you're right. We have seen this so many times, not just in Hallmark movies, but in, in these kinds of books. And it, it would be nice if, I don't know, like for instance, something like, the Christmas company with uh, that Elise Murray did where there's the, the sort of the element of 
the uh, the Christmas Carol restaging kind of a thing, or and that that kind of adds like a little bit of it's like a little bit different, you know, that that's part of the reason why she's so attached to it or, or a, a Royal Christmas wish also from Hallmark publishing, uh, where she, where the, uh, this by Lizzie Shane, she ha- wakes up in an altered dimension where she's married to the prince. Like that's <laughs> kind of clever and different yeah. and yeah. fun. And, and so there are things coming from, uh, from Hallmark Publishing that are a little bit, I'd even say the evergreen movies slash books have have like a similar dynamic, but there's like a, a sort of a, a weirdness to them that like yeah. That, yeah. That there's just sort of a, almost a lore to evergreen and like it's magic, quote unquote. There's that like, magical realism in it. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that I think makes it like a little bit better than this, uh, that there's you're supposed to buy that this is a real place and i grew up in a very small town it called middletown maryland and i'm sorry this is just not the way that it is like yes if you want uh, if you want to sell as a fantasy and that's what homework does that's fine but i don't know i i feel like there's ways to do it and make it more interesting like even something like country wedding where there's a novelization of that like i just feel like with him being a country music singer and like his his you know his fiance and their past and his his parents having been killed like there's just like a little bit more there yeah than this and uh and they i think the best part of the book was sort of the the backstory about how they had both had kind of suffering as a kid and they had kind of just missed each other and that gave it like a little bit of of a of depth to their characters that i thought worked but but there's no denying that this is it's it's just very basic and if you want to read something where you there's some something that's there is something that's comforting sometimes about reading something that's basic yeah that you know exactly what you're gonna get and that and and that's that's good uh so i wouldn't say this is i certainly wouldn't say this is a horrible book by any means i just uh i i just think that there's other choices that are maybe a little bit better yeah like i was listening to it and and reading it and i was like man you know I was like okay I could see myself writing a story like this if I was a writer like Mm -hmm. like you said I grew up in a pretty small-ish town you know it's it's growing I don't get back there that often but like you know the big thing is like the state fair is held there so Mm -hmm. I mean at one point in the year it does become like there's this influx of people and I'm like okay what part of the town could I say oh maybe yeah. the hotel downtown like why would I do and I was just like it's so easy to like insert ways that yeah. you would tell this story in there but and I'm just like but I would not want to fall into that trap of like literally just copying like removing what's been done before insert and I get it like yeah. there's only so much you can do like every trope's been used and blah 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 but like I I don't know I think when you're diehard hallmark fans and you've you've seen all the movies you keep up with the the publishing house you keep up with the books like yeah i mean if you're someone that is finds comfort in the familiar by all means 
read it. I mean, I'm one of those people too, but there's, there's some times where I'm like, I have literally seen this done 150 ways and I'm tired of it. (laughs) I thought, I don't know if you'll agree, but I thought that he was more interesting of a character than her. Yes, he was. Yeah. Because he had obviously experienced like some degree of trauma through as a child, just keep getting moved and moved and moved. No sense of like permanency in his life. And, uh, you know, and then now he, uh, he was having to kind of confront that for the first time, which was interesting uh, as this, uh, as this sort of person who got lost in work, which of course we've seen a lot, but nevertheless, I thought it was more interesting than... Yeah, and I think, too, her. because we start with his perspective. Like, this, yeah. the beginning of the book is, um, you know, it's like you want to start the story with the character experiencing some kind of change. So we meet mm-hmm. him in the big city, and he's up for promotion. And I'm like, oh, yeah. here we go. He's up for promotion, and he's about to go to the small <laughs> town and meet the girl. <laughs> It kind of reminded me a little bit of the Hearts of Christmas with Christopher Paloa. Have you seen that one? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Just because, like, he is the boss. He's the 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 bad man of business or whatever. But because he's Christopher Paloa and he's our lead, like, we need to we need to like him. And like, his perspective is valid. Like, he has to run. Like the 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 hospital can't help anybody if it's drowning in debt like it has to make money that's just a reality and so like his perspective is right but it's just about how what what is he going to cut what is he going to do and so that makes it i i think better than the typical just evil man of business perfect save the store kind of a story yeah and i think i think what he was kind of like that yeah, what I liked about Wes was that, well, I will say this, it was really, re- there was a lot of repetitiveness. Like, we're constantly reminded yeah. that he's going back to New York City. We're constantly reminded that she wants to save the the candle store, which I feel like was a little much. I feel like a lot of times in the the movies, what I love about them is that you're, you, you kind of get that, that's introduced to you. And then you get so caught up in them getting to know each other and like going out and exploring the town or whatever the storyline has that you forget a little bit that that's what he's there for. But literally like it felt like at the end of every chapter we're reminded and I'm like, I get it. But like Wes never steers away from, hey, this is my, like I came to do a job. Like I did like that part about him. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. And he's like, I have to give an honest report uh, of uh, of what... That's why the ending didn't didn't quite work for me, like the conflict. Uh-huh. Because, I mean, it's just one of those things that if they just had a conversation, like five seconds, she would realize what he's doing. And, and uh, but she's, you know, gets all upset and everything like that. And, and you know, you're like, this is a person that you want to be with. You think that you would give them a second to, before judging them, condemning them, you know, you would, you would talk it out and figure out what, and you know that he has to, he has to be honest about what's going on. So it's, it's, I don't know, the ending was, didn't quite work for me, Yeah, but uh, I, 
I think that the food scenes really worked. They were very well done. She did a good job, I yeah. thought, with that. The the beef stew, it it made me crave beef stew. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> That's like one recipe that I can just, I cannot master. I cannot make beef stew the the way that I want it to save my life. And I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds so good. Yeah. <laughs> my and- thing with Kate was like, and he kind of had the. I think he. I think it was him that told her like. She wants to save this company, and I get it. But, like, you're also not really a good businesswoman, and he's kind of trying to guide you in the right direction. Like, hey, there's all these town events. Yes, I get it. Historically, the business, the candle business has always funded them, but you can't afford to do that. And she's like, well, it's tradition. And I'm like, you're you're trying to run a business. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that it's not it's not a charity, it's a business. Yeah. And like if the business is thriving and doing well, it can help more people. So by stalling, you're just hurting the town in the town in the end. Because if everybody gets fired, that's the worst thing that could happen if, if things go under. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. Uh but I also liked the whole scene where they get sandwiches. I thought that was mm-hmm. a very well done scene. It was very cozy. You could feel how kind of cold it is and then getting I mean, I there's nothing I love more than like a delicious sandwich that's I know. Like well put together. <laughs> And I, I like the whole idea of sort of this like secret, uh, almost like a, um, what do they call them? Uh, oh, shoot. What do they call those like moving meals? I can't think of the word all of a sudden. Supper club. It's almost like a supper club, mm-hmm. but for sandwiches. And I, 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 that was fun. That was enjoyable. Uh, and I, I thought that was just, it was such a cozy scene for them to be all cold and kind of cozy together. It was fun. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 like, Santa Claus, you know, that little magical realism part, like, I saw Santa Claus, and there mm-hmm. her friend, her friend's like, are you, are, are have you been drinking? <laughs> like, there's nobody <laughs> out here. I thought that was cute. I mean, it had some, it had, I liked the grandma, um, not the grandma, the aunt, and, like, the mm-hmm. budding relationship with the aunt that she was having going on, and, you know, the storyline with the aunt like stepping up and taking care of her and stuff like that like it had some some elements that I think was interesting and I mean I do I am really interested because I know that here in America it's very real there are small towns all over the place where yeah you have like one company that is responsible for the livelihood of a lot of people Mm -hmm. um but I just I don't I don't know it was like this one it just felt like it was too much I'm like like yeah I don't I don't know it was almost so over the top that it was kind of unbelievable for me yeah it was very perfect like Bayberry evidently is the best place in the world to live (laughs) (laughs) why does anyone move from Bayberry I have no idea (laughs) right it was like the beginning it was it was like the beginning of WandaVision before like things get things get evil (laughs) and oh my gosh i mean he lives in new york he doesn't have a christmas tree and he's overworked and i'm like here we go like i just i'm like hallmark is from kansas city missouri as far as i'm i know like it's a city what is the deal 
cut city people some slack. Oh my gosh. I'm just, I'm kind of yeah. tired of that. <laughs> well, you know, my rule is that you can't be a good person in the city for in a Hallmark movie unless you run a parade or, or, or a window designer. That's the only... And certainly nobody in finance. I mean, there right. is not a good person in finance. Or if you're a journalist, you're going to sweep in and write a bad story yeah, about our right. town. And okay. listeners, there's no shade. Rachel and I are are both from small towns. I'm just it it boggles my mind how villainized the city is in yeah. these books. I'm like, because oh my gosh, yeah. Because interesting about the city and i have to say i've never like lived in a big big city the closest is i lived in indianapolis for a little while uh that the the closest i would have been but uh, but the thing is even just from visiting and and my my general uh what i've what i've gathered is that the communities within a city yes basically become a small town yeah whether it's your where you buy your fruit or or where you like to go for your coffee or you know whatever it might be becomes basically the same as a small town if not more so yeah 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 i have um for for our podcast i've like googled like what are they looking for for the different different series and there is a series that really focuses on small town, but it says like we will take stories set in a big city if you're able to create a sense of community. community so like, yeah. you know, maybe it's a specific area of the city or like, I don't know, a boys and girls club, a coffee shop, something mm-hmm. like that. There's like, you can still do these same things in areas that have more people. Just, yeah. it just feels very safe, I guess, to do it this way. <laughs> like, golly (laughs) uh so there's this whole plot in this book where they are giving out christmas food boxes and they give out the boxes to everybody in town everyone gets a box because they don't they they don't want to shame the people that truly need it so the solution is just give one to everybody and I feel like that's an interesting idea in theory, but in actuality, it's, I think it's a waste of resources I uh, too. because <laughs> the people, too. the people that need the boxes need the boxes and the people that don't need the boxes don't need them. And so it just, that we all have, we all have experiences where we have to swallow our pride and have to ask for help. And that's, that's a good, that's actually usually a good experience. And uh, so I think that that kind of rang a little false too. I mean, if any of our listeners live in a legit small town where stuff like this happens, please message us and tell us what your small town does (laughs) during the holidays that like, you know, you think everybody should know. I honestly want to know that because it just, it's, it's, it's a lot. I will say, I mean, I know. The whole, like, I lived here and I went to middle, like, what was it, middle school or high school, and then I mm-hmm. moved. I didn't, I feel like that was thrown in there as fluff to, like, give us some reason to believe that there's already a little bit of established chemistry. Especially because, like, she didn't remember him. Not at all, yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is weird. I don't think that I like it. I don't think that it was necessary. Like, mm. Just have him come from the city and do his job and then like fall for each other. But I don't know. 
Yeah, no, I I can see that. I I thought that it, I, I thought that it kind of gave him. I could just feel the poor sad little boy in in him. There was that <laughs> yeah. like, and I think you needed that because otherwise he would just be the bad man of business. But it was like a very quick way to humanize him mm-hmm. immediately, which I think worked. But you know things like the Christmas boxes, it's just it's just over the top where where if it had been a story about really helping the people that need it and helping them to feel comfortable and loved, that would have been better than like, we're making boxes for everyone. But yeah, I can see what you're saying. I, I thought that the, uh, the chemistry was pretty good between them. I like, and I liked him better than I liked her. But I liked the whole scene where they have their first kiss. I thought that was pretty well done. And she's very hesitant. And I just wrote down the uh, the little quote that she said. It says, why had she chickened out of letting him kiss her? It was just a kiss after all. Not a commitment. A kiss she could remember for the rest of her life. A moment's treasure. What do you, but- What made you like him more than her? Um, I don't know. I just thought that he was more interesting. I, I have been in that sort of spot where, uh, I went, it wasn't finance, but I was working in accounting and I just got kind of lost in my job and I could kind of relate to that more than, uh, than her experience trying to save the, save the factory or whatever. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about Kate that like, sadly just wasn't really that interesting yeah <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh i'm so sorry listeners to be such a downer <laughs> but this book was just not really it <laughs> you're gonna win some you're gonna lose some yeah. i also i thought that the dancing the the whole candlelight dance was pretty good uh was pretty well done you talking about uh, the end like when it mm-hmm. actually happened okay yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I was, was like, man, fun. like, I was like, get over it. Like, I didn't go to any dances in school. Like, you know, I get it. You yeah. wanted to ask the girl and you couldn't ask the girl because you moved. But then when it actually happened, I was like, okay, this is sweet. <laughs> it's just another one of those things where it's like, <laughs> I hope the candlelight dance still happens. I was like, again, listeners, if something like this actually happens in your town, please let us know. <laughs> I know. I would. I didn't get to go to my prom. I didn't know. So I think... <laughs> Yeah. And so I think it would it would be fun to have like a community dance. I don't think you'd want to do it on Christmas Eve. That would be a disaster. But I know, especially whatever. if you live in like Vermont where it's cold. Like who's yeah. going out in a cute dress <laughs> when it's in Vermont winter? <laughs> I mean, I am the worst dancer there ever is but i do like the whole sort of event of it you know like yeah. getting ready and getting your hair done and it's it's fun yeah yeah at least i remember it being fun it's been a while <laughs> <laughs> i did some dances uh, in college that was pretty fun uh we had one where we set each other up on it was like sadie hawkins you know kind of dance oh. and uh and so we didn't know who we we were set up with uh until the day of the dance and we arrived for we had a breakfast the morning of the dance and uh, you had a a corresponding item to the person that you were uh, for the breakfast 
that you were set up with. And so I think I had uh, orange juice and he had like cups or something like that. Anyway, something like that. Wow. I, I know I brought orange juice. It was something with orange juice. And, <laughs> and, uh, and so we all had our little breakfast where we got to meet our date. And then we went to the, uh, to the dance and it was so fun. It was great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they should do more. They should do that for, that would be a fun little like Hallmark uh, movie where yeah. you're the setup or something they could call it the christmas setup oh my gosh what's the uh, what's the writer that i like is her name nina something nina oh nina wyman yeah yes if nina's listening here you heard it first nina yeah. right here yeah. can you make it happen <laughs> <laughs> so if you were going to make a movie hallmark movie off christmas and bayberry who do you think would be a good lead Oh my gosh, Rachel. Or Wes and Kate. I don't think I'd want to do this to anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Like, don't bring this. We have Evergreen. I'm fine. I don't need anything else. Um, I don't know. Who would be Wes? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think would be somebody different that I would love to see get this chance. And I think Mm -hmm. he could do a good job is Andrew Francis from Chesapeake Shores and uh and uh he's he's been a lot of supporting but he's but he plays like a lawyer on chesapeake shores and he's so charming and fun i think he would be great and i think someone like rachel boston would be good for kate because i think she would bring a lot to the role and she's just so innately likable that she would help a lot and uh, so yeah that's that's who i would pick that those are good picks i mean i just think that if you if they had the right writer who could come in and like make this a little bit more interesting and make it more fun i mean it would be a good story i think it would be a good story i just again if it's coming out during the holiday season lineup how many other movies like it are we going to be seeing I yeah. that's I don't I want it to stand on its own you know agreed yeah <laughs> yeah I mean there is no doubt how many save the factory type stories that we've gotten there's like the cookie movie with Jill Wagner whatever that one's called yeah there's the one with all the with the hats people that make the hats there's the the Krugel one there's oh my gosh the one with um the girl from Full House I can never remember her actual name I oh, love her <laughs> Candace Cameron Bray no 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 not Candace can the other the other the other sister oh Jody Sweeten yes yeah um oh, she, I think hers was like a candy cane factory oh, or maybe yeah. a cookie factory. i was like yeah. i mean we're like the idea of of uh of making chocolates is like an affront how dare someone suggest yes you make chocolates. <laughs> yes yeah. there's a lot there are a yeah, lot there's so many uh, well there we go so that is christmas and bayberry i i think i We'll give it two and a half out of five. I did too. I did too. (laughs) I think you're being a little generous there. (laughs) I think it's actually a two. Yeah. (laughs) You reminded me of the good point. So maybe I'll bump it up a 0.5, but no more than that. (laughs) This obviously has no spice level as, as is the case with all the Hallmark books. So... All right, and the trope time for this one is second chance romance, childhood friends to lovers, 
workplace romance and small town romance big city bad (laughs) yeah (laughs) poor big city all right We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. Let's talk about the other stuff that we have been reading. Okay. And I I only, I have four uh, books to talk about uh, and I only have one romance. Well, no, two kind of. Uh, so the first one is Sweet Tea by Piper Hugely. And this is actually from Hallmark Publishing. And this is something different. If you're looking for Hallmark to Stretch, this is, I think, an example. We are going to have Piper on uh, the podcast coming up. I interviewed her, so she will be coming up in the next week or so. And this is an interesting book. It's about this this woman who uh, she is working at a law firm in in new york uh and uh she goes back to her small town (laughs) i mean that part of it's not different but like some of the other stuff is different Uh, she goes back to a small town and there is this man there named jack who is making a documentary about uh southern food and soul food and he has gotten a job as Uh, working for her aunt who is this uh queen of southern cooking and uh and she when she first sees this she thinks he's like stealing her recipes and she's very kind of upset about it uh but then as they get to know each other they start to see uh more of each other's perspective and uh, it has a lot of things that you don't typically see in a hallmark hallmark book like the fact that basically the firm that she works for hired her because the client wanted a black lawyer and so they kind of they are giving her this promotion even though she deserves the promotion they're only giving it to her because of this sort of superficial reason and that you know obviously that's not right and uh and so you know they're kind of racist and so there's sort of a a element to that that's a little bit different um and then also jack is a white character piper uh althea excuse me althea is a black character so their romance is a little bit different did you read like an uh, e-art copy nope i it's it's out it's you can purchase it oh wow Um, okay yeah yeah but uh but it uh it it is really yummy as far as the food uh you will want to go and eat like southern cooking <laughs> when you 
when you yeah. read this book like the food sounds so good the biscuits and the and the they, she did a great job like with the food i really want that one but i'm telling you like uh, I can't say that because I have seen, like I've seen Terry Wilson and Caridad Panero's books in Target. Um, but like, I don't know, like I'd like to see, and I see Hallmark books in Walmart, but it's usually once they put them into mass market paperback. Hmm. And it's usually like a little, like a while after the books have actually Yeah, because this just too. came out like so at just, the end I of just, July. I'd like a little bit more accessibility, I think, yeah. with their books. Like, I don't really live that close to a Target, you know? So, I don't know. But next, mm-hmm. maybe I'll go over there and see if they have it. I hardly ever see them at Barnes & Noble. Though I do know that they have them because I follow Terry Wilson and she manages to, like, find them in Barnes & Noble. And I'm like, which one are you going to? Because I never see it. <laughs> yeah, it comes. It came out July 13th. So, okay. Okay. just it's pretty new. Uh, and it, uh, she, she has done, I guess, a lot of other historical, uh, novels and, uh, she did, she likes to focus on the historically black colleges and then like tell their story. Oh, cool. Um, and so I guess the, she has a whole set that are based on the, uh, ancestors of, Althea's character oh wow okay. from like the 1860s or 70 whatever and I haven't read those but but uh this is her first one for Hallmark okay and uh I I just appreciated that it it has those tropes that we like of course but then it, there were some things that made it I thought a little bit edgier as far as her employment and the way she was treated and like her having to decide kind of what she is kind of willing to put up with and she's worked so hard for this promotion it's uh, but totally then also something, it's something different from hallmark because we would yeah. not get that like prior to this year yeah. we wouldn't have seen it <laughs> yeah and then like looking at the 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 kind of the legacy of her grandma and does she want to uh stay in new york or does she want to help with her or with her um uh with her family and uh so i don't know it's it was an interesting uh read um and uh then oh wait well then what's what's one of the books that you've read okay so you put like four so i'll do four (laughs) so (laughs) um the first one i want to mention is awakened by the ceo's kiss and this is by therese bahari she is um, a south african author and I love her book so much. And this is the romance between Brooke and Tyler. And when we actually get Tyler's perspective in the beginning of the book. And we learn that, like, through his perspective, they know each other. and But she has no idea who he is. So come to find, it has an amnesia trope in it. Um, and so mm. we're, like, going along with him. Like, he's really kind of getting frustrated. Like, how does she not remember? Like, we were friends once upon a time. And as the story progresses, we find out like, you know, she was in a car accident. She's still grieving her husband. Her husband unfortunately passed away in the car accident. Um, and yeah, it's, it's their romance. Her books are very, very emotional. Um, this was a really amazing story of grief and 
how the mind protects you like you know she has a lot of selective memory and she kind of talks about that in the book of like her her mind is literally protecting her from trauma um and yeah I mean it has a like a really good family aspect like the hero is actually like his sister can't afford to like uh, his sister's kid is sick and she's like, I really need somebody. She's like a housekeeper. She's like, I still need this money. Like, but I can't not like the kid has the chicken pox or whatever. And so he's like, I'll go in your place. So it's like a male housekeeper type of thing. Um, it was, it's, it's really good. It's, it's sweet, but it's also like really emotional. And there was no steam in this one at all that I can remember. So Yeah. Um, pick it up. It's Awakened by the CEO's Kiss by Therese Fahari. Mm, that sounds fun. That sounds good. Uh, so my next uh, read that I did this month is is was for my book club that I'm in. It's called Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. And evidently there's also a graphic novel version of the story. I read the regular one uh, and I actually listened to it. It was a very, very good narrator. And I went into this with fairly low expectations because a lot of these kind of celebrity books are just not that great. Uh, but this was actually really good. I really uh, thought it was fascinating. Uh, I am not honestly that familiar with Trevor Noah. He's not somebody I watch regularly. I wouldn't say I'm not a fan. I just literally just don't follow his career that much. So I, 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 I didn't know what to expect but it was fascinating. It was all about his uh, childhood in apartheid uh, South Africa, in post-apartheid. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of really interesting stories. He's a mixed race child during that time, which was definitely very unusual. And so it talks a lot about the different experiences that he had. And uh, with his mother, uh, who's black, his father was white. Um, and uh, he, he says he was born a crime. He, uh, he did get into some criminal activity when he was uh, a young man. He talks kind of all about that and that experience. And uh, I don't know, it, was very, it was very engaging. He did a very good job uh, telling stories about his life and uh, especially when he was little and there's, there's like a good mixture of just sort of funny stories, but also like upsetting stories. And there's, uh, there's one of his friends, if you can believe it was actually named Hitler. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and there's some like crazy stories about, about that. Uh, and, um, and I guess that in, in that time, people would name their kids after just like what they saw as as like leaders and there wasn't that same connection with the atrocities which is crazy but anyway it's it's uh, it's some crazy stories and so i i liked it quite a bit i thought he did a, a very good job of writing a memoir that was engaging that uh that taught you something that uh I, I know nothing about South Africa at the time. So it was just sort of a new place to sort of be in. And uh, so I recommend it. I thought it was good. It does have a lot of profanity. So it's not going to be for the the Hallmark approved crowd. But 
Yeah, it, I, I enjoyed have it. not heard like anything bad about that book. I don't know why I haven't read mm-hmm. it yet. Like, it's it's I don't follow him like that either. Like, my husband's a pretty big fan of his, but yeah, like him being born in a racial was like illegal. <laughs> So like, you know, and yeah, I've heard some people say that it's kind of, there are parts of it that are like love letters to his mom, essentially. Like there's, I guess, a lot of like mention of his mother and stuff like that. So I need to finally read that book. I don't know why I haven't read it. Yeah. Cause his mom like intentionally basically told his dad said, I want to have a child and I've chosen you to be the person to have a child with. So she like intentionally said i want to have a mixed race child i'm gonna raise him on my own like very unique for that time period that's for sure um okay my next one was redemption on rivers ranch by kathy douglas which i feel like if you do enjoy hallmark you would enjoy this one so i'm totally blanking on the main character's names however it's like childhood friends to lovers essentially the main character the the female is a single mom she's recently went through a divorce and she goes to her aunt's ranch her aunt isn't there but it's like i know i need to go clear my head like she gets divorced and her husband quickly like remarries and has a new kid and like new family and he's just not really paying attention to their kids like not showing up like he used to stuff like that and when she gets back um I remember his name is Carson the hero's name is Carson and he's kind of like the town loner because his dad actually murdered someone years ago and him and his dad didn't really have a close relationship either his dad really thought he was a loser because he didn't want to do sports and stuff like that like he really just wanted to work on a ranch and like work with horses and stuff like that so this is really the story of two people finding each other or like reconnecting at a time when they both don't realize they need it uh it was really sweet really kind of emotional but also like the kids in the story just make it fun and i I love when kids bring a character out of their shell like sometimes i think kids in books are kind of annoying but sometimes I feel like they really do serve a purpose. And this is one of those instances where it's like they kind of helped bring him out of his shell a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I thought it was cute. So it's Redemption on Rivers Ranch by Kathy Douglas. Cool. That sounds good. Uh, all right. Well, my next uh, book that I read is actually another memoir. And it's called Crying in H Mart by Michelle Zahner. And this is a really good book. I, I happen to really love memoirs, uh, especially. I do too. Yeah, I do yeah. too. They're one of my favorite, favorite genres. And this is really good. Uh, she basically tells the story of her relationship with her mother. She is a Korean, uh, American daughter of, Korean, of a Korean woman and a, a white uh, man. Her father's white. Her mother's Korean. And uh, so she... Uh, to kind of talks about their struggles uh, that similar to like joy luck club and sort of that way of like the struggles between one generation and the next generation. And, uh, but then her mother gets cancer and she, she goes and takes care of her mother. So most of the book is about the, I don't know if it's a year or longer that she is with her mother, taking care of her mother. And it can be quite, 
painful and hard. Uh, you know, obviously cancer is the worst. And, uh, but she also plants her, and they have her wedding so that her mother can be part of it. So there are some like moments of, of joy and sweetness and, and, uh, it was just really well done. It was really honest. And, uh, I, I, I really thought, uh, th- I thought it was great. My so. next one is, um, her, her little, her hidden legacy by Danica favorite. And this is a love inspired romance. So it is a faith-based romance. And, um, in this one, the main character is a journalist, <laughs> a journalist, and she goes to this ranch and she knows when she gets there that she's related to like the person that owns the ranch. She is the, grandchild that he's been looking for for a long time but she wants to get a feel first before putting it out there that that's who she is because her mom has always told her like it was a bad experience back when her and her father lived on the ranch and worked on the ranch and it's really it's like the story of like okay this is what I've always been told but that's not what I'm seeing like these people are very nice they're very welcoming they're very loving it's all about community and taking care of one another and a lot about forgiveness and I mean it wasn't preachy at all the main character like the family like goes to church and stuff like that and she definitely struggles with that at first like I don't know you know how like I've just had some bad experiences with this before but it's her romance with um, there's a single dad on the ranch and one of the members of the community um goes to does she go yeah she does she goes to jail (laughs) in the story and she has kids and he like steps up it's like no brain like nothing he has to think about he's like i'm taking the kids in we don't want them to get separated and she had that experience of like her mom every time she would get in a relationship and the guy would have kids she'd essentially be like adopting these kids they'd end up staying with them so she's really drawn to like helping him because she's so used to being the older sibling and it's like he is totally not the person that she expected to connect with like I just came here to do a job and to leave but like and like I don't want kids and I don't want to settle down right now I want to focus on my career I'm finally in the point of my life where I can put myself first I don't have to help someone and then the person that you meet that is your person like comes with all of those strings kind of attached so it was really sweet again like if you're into faith-based romances this one's definitely for you I think if you like Hallmark you'll probably you know enjoy this book um so yeah it's her hidden legacy by Danica favorite cool that sounds good well the last book that i read this month is a book that's called the seat filler by soraya wilson and this started out really fun i was really enjoying it it's about this girl who ends up getting a a job being a seat filler at the academy awards and i don't know if you know that like they have people come and sit in the seats so that it looks full when somebody goes up to get their awards and stuff, so there's seat fillers and oh, so wow. that everything, yeah. I want that job. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and so she ends up like chatting it up with this actor who won an award, and they become kind of friends and have this meet cute. And uh, so I was really enjoying that part of it, but then it gets kind of weird. <laughs> 
Oh God, um, you have to tell me because I have this book. So if I oh, need to not read it for a little while, <laughs> let me know. It it gets pretty fan fiction-y and it's obvious this author is like super into Adam Driver and like <laughs> the, the actor is far too similar to Adam Driver and it just gets a little bit weird that like, I don't know, uh, that like he is, he's a veteran, like served in the military, like Adam Driver, like... I don't know, just there were a lot of things that were like, what is going on? And, uh, and so I think that that's uh, where it kind of lost me a little bit is the, like, <laughs> this sort of fan fiction-y, uh, <laughs> the author wants to place herself in a romance with Adam Driver. And so yeah. she wrote it. And like, oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, like, it's just too similar. She shouldn't have made it so similar it's so obvious that it's adam driver yeah and <laughs> i mean i love adam driver don't get me wrong i just watched a net this week and that is a bonkers movie not hallmark approved <laughs> um but i love Adam driver but i don't need to see somebody's sort of thirsty fan fiction of uh of wanting to be in a relationship with yeah. adam driver who's married by the way so uh, <laughs> it's just weird um but uh yeah so i wouldn't recommend the seat filler i thought it had a really <laughs> fun premise but yeah it just kind of took a turn once the relationship started happening uh okay. so that is my last one my last one is it i did read it early so it comes out i think in october maybe the end of september but it and it i honestly think it would be perfect for hallmark i mean we saw this in one of their films last year but it's the lights on knockbridge lane and it's by rowan parish and it is the first gay category romance so i'm so excited and it was wonderful so it follows adam who is a single dad of a little girl named august but we call her gus and um they, they they come back to uh, the town after his previous relationship ends and it just it they learn quickly like the gentleman that he was in a relationship with really didn't want that whole family life and just kind of you know flakes on him and Gus that's what August is called for short so like they go mm -hmm. home and across the street is this guy named Wes and everyone in the town thinks he's like a vampire they don't see him at all during the day and I mean we find out as the story goes on like why there is a little bit of a twist that I thought was fun but he's also like this really cool scientist and the meat cute has like basically Gus breaks into his house because she knows that he has like lizards and spiders and stuff in there and I mean I just thought the emphasis of like little girls finding science cool was just amazing um but it's it's their romance so Adam like the one thing Gus wants for Christmas is to have a house that has more lights than like anybody else's in the world so it, you know <laughs> here he is the single dad like trying to make you know his little girl happy like okay let's get on social media and just be like hey if anybody has any spare lights you know bring them over and i was like oh this is cute i like this like yeah. broad this this different kind of project that we have going on but yeah i mean and it, it, again with a kid in the romance it's her that really helps bring Wes out of his like really reclusive kind of way of being and it just it was adorable so yeah that's the lights on Knockbridge Lane by Rowan mm -hmm. Parrish it comes out I think in October so like perfect for 
um, Christmas reading. So make sure you have a lookout for it yeah. and add it to your Christmas TBRs, guys. It's so is good. That, is that really the? It's really the first, huh? It is the first gay category romance. Yes, wow. that's crazy. <laughs> I can't believe that. Like, that, right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, good. That's great. That sounds great. So out of your four books, which one would you most recommend your favorite? Oh, this is hard because those were all so good. Um, This is hard. You know what, though? I loved all of them, but I'm going to say the one that really took me by surprise was Her Hidden Legacy by Danica Favorite. Just because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm always nervous when I go into no, no, like novels knowing that they're faith-based. I'm like apprehensive because I'm like, don't be yeah. too preachy on me. But mm-hmm. um, I thought it was good. I thought it was wonderful. So, yeah. Very good. I think I would, it's tough between Born a Crime or Crying in H Mart. But I think uh, I, I would go with Crying in H Mart just because... I related to it like a little bit more just as a woman and we're both really good. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, you should definitely, definitely check those out. So I'm so there. antsy for a memoir. So that's definitely yeah. coming up. <laughs> I need All to right. read one. <laughs> <laughs> so then we have our next book in Yay! August. We decided to, to do a summer book and we are going to do the summer seekers by Sarah Morgan. So that yes. is going to be a lot of fun read it with us let's round out the summer with a bang i don't know how much romance it's gonna be because i know it's like a road trip book with i think like two maybe like three women friends and they're older so like i'm really excited about that so i think it'll be a lot of fun yeah that'll be great well if you have any suggestions we could talk about let us know in the comments also what you have been reading we'd love to hear your lists and we're both on goodreads so you can check us out on there and uh, we'll have all that information in the description. And Bree, where can people find you? I am at Falling for Romance on Instagram, and I co-host the Categorically Romance podcast. And that's it. <laughs> Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So please take a look at all of that. And then also make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. It really helps us out so much. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our merch store, which has lots of fun uh, Hallmark-inspired designs. Take a look at that. And we have our patron group, which is a lot of fun. And we have a lot of writers who come on for our watch along. So if you want to learn more about writing, we just had Rick Garman on this month as our watch along. He was awesome. So it's very cheap to support the Patreon and we certainly appreciate it so much. So please take a look at that and thanks so much. And we'll talk next month. Bye Bye, everyone. Bye. (laughs)